0: Hello and welcome to the Celtics Reddit Podcast. My name is Ben Vallis, aka Brutal Gash. Mood vastly improved from that of a few days ago. Joining me, as always, from the great land of Newcastle, Australia, it is Jackson,
1: aka Rickman Lives. Jackson, how's it going, mate? Tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. It's been a terrible day out. Storm. It was hot <laughs> as hell to start with. and it's been yeah. storming for the last six and a half hours. I don't give a shit. It's Celtics back. The yeah, I could man. be. Could
0: be uh, an earthquake. Could be uh, you know a hurricane out there. Wouldn't matter. Wouldn't it's, all, it's, all, it's all sunshine Wouldn't and care. lollipops, as smash far as the, I'm concerned.
1: Smash the Warriors. Nothing can go wrong now. <laughs> Everything's good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, quickly before we get to that, if you do want to reach out to us, you can do so by commenting on the Reddit thread for this episode, or you can follow us on Twitter, like many have recently, at Celtic Reddit Pod. So the Boston Celtics, never in doubt. <laughs> Blow out the Golden State Warriors on their home court, one twenty-eight to ninety-five. Jackson, h- how are you how are you feeling after this one? I feel pretty good.
1: Yeah, I I think the overall the the overarching feeling is I don't understand basketball. I've never understood basketball. I refu- I continue to not understand basketball because <laughs> I was I, I I was there was a point a few days ago where I really considered like putting about like two three hundred dollars on this game against the Celtics because I just thought this is the one game that, d- despite our historical. Um, evenness, for lack of a better term, against Uh uh, the Warriors, at least in the last few years, I thought there's no way that this team can go into Golden State in the form that they're in and and sort it all out. But (laughs) lo and behold, I don't know what it is. We just seem to have some sort of weird formula that doesn't always beat the Warriors, but always just gives us a chance. And it didn't give us a chance now. It gave us a 33-point win. So I, I, I don't know what to think. I'm definitely feeling better about the season than I was uh, a week ago. Has anyone listened to Joe's and my my episode? <laughs> it was pretty
0: pretty dreary. It was dreary, yeah, very... en- entertainingly so. Yeah, but we, we were dreary, going. We, we were
1: going. We were going for those like barflies uh, just complaining <laughs> about their lives feel, and I think we hit the mark. But uh, none of that today, man. Um, what, what did you think, dude? Because I mean, like as much as as much as you can kind of in a way rely on the Celtics to show up against the Warriors, did did you see a win of this magnitude coming like at all in any capacity?
0: I started to, um, like, a few days ago, definitely not. Uh, And nonetheless, I did have a very strategically planned work from home day today to make sure that whatever happened, I was able to witness it live. You're putting the good vibes into the future. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) something like that. And then I started to see, like, some of the... It started with the Kyrie Irving Media Day stuff, where he, like, suddenly just spoke to members of the media, kind of like they were, like, respectable human beings, and actually... Mm. Divulged like some information and like it kind of just spoke a little bit more naturally. And then, uh, I think it was yesterday, there was some stuff coming out about the plane trip being very positive for the Celtics, and like maybe there was some stuff that went on during the trip to the West Coast that kind of galvanized the team a little bit. And then, even though I was sort of saying foolishly so, like I started to maybe feel a little bit of confidence in the team, right? Like, oh, hang on a second, like maybe we can go in and like we know how. Um significant of a win this could be The the guys have had some some time to actually spend together like they're forced to sit in the fuselage of a plane for you know five, six hours, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and spend time together, whether they like it or not and and maybe that could have been a good thing. so yeah, after that, after I started to hear some of those uh those whispers coming out, I, I started to feel a little confident and then you know we we start the game, the celtics go in a nine o run. Before Steve Kerr called the timeout, and again, like I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, like, okay, like this, we've, we've seen this before. Be- beware the early lead, as as we say. Beware the early lead, as we say around these parts, and, yeah. And then, sure enough, you know, the Warriors, they come out, they come back out, and hit us with an, with an 11-3 run. Um, but then the Celtics showed some real resiliency, and and after that first punchback, where you know they hit us with a run, and we were like, nah, like no. We'll hit you with our own run. We'll we'll play our defense and we'll we'll play our game the way that people have always expected us to. After that, that's when I was like, shit, like we could we could fucking win this game, mm. and and they did. It was it was amazing and it was a incredible uh, incredibly like in, enjoyable and um, somewhat emotional experience. I think yeah. given the season so far,
1: it's, it's so funny. Like any other team at, at halftime, I, I would I would. Happy to turn the game off and be like, oh we've got this." Quit. I'm going to get on with my day. But yeah. given given our our recent history, to be fair, of blowing big leads, like I think I just, I was just kept thinking of the Clippers game all throughout halftime. I'm like, 25 points. We will we'll, we'll stuff this up if we're not careful. We got we got yeah. to like maintain the intensity. But um, it it really was almost about as wire to wire a blowout as as you could get. And the funny thing is, I don't think this will really bother the warriors that much i think they'll they'll look at the history with boston they'll look at the performance because they weren't great let's like not pretend we like went toe-to-toe with a real juggernaut here and and put him in their place no this was a team that had very much looked disinterested i mean from from what i saw over but anyway um so i don't think the warriors are gonna be too concerned about this but what this could potentially do for boston particularly now that we're in that period of the season where we're leading up to the postseason the momentum that we gain now going into it is gonna be so invaluable because I know everyone's saying like, Oh, this is the kind of team or there are teams that will just, you know, flick the switch and they'll start performing in the postseason. Like, I wasn't getting any of those vibes from this team at all. I don't think this team's earned that flip the switch and then it's go time sort of um sort of luxury. Um, if you could say that. I, I, I think I think obviously the next game's a key. You can't mm-hmm. beat the Warriors by thirty three points and then go to uh the Clippers or the Kings or the Lakers, whoever are playing next, and then and then, you know, serve up some more shit that we saw against like the Chicago Bulls game the other day um so it's it's very important going forward now but I just I you really do feel like a win like this on national tv in the states that is um you just feel like it there could be something that this could be the 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 resurrection I think I said on the chat today Joe's been throwing a lot of biblical terms around about this team really dark (laughs) ones that involve um that involve lots of suffering and um and whatnot, but I think this could be a positive one. This could be the resurrection, man. This is Easter Monday, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, and of course, you know, quick shout out to Joe, who's normally with us, aka Groats Uh He couldn't be with us today. He's he's off um, studying some form of uh, of musical endeavor. But uh, you know, we wish him well, and he'll be back with us in uh, in a week or so. But um, look, yeah, kind of like what you're saying, Jackson. Like we we have been here before, where we have that like marquee statement win, and you're like, all right, cool. Like they figured it out. Yeah. And then the next game they'll play, you know, it might be a back-to-back, might be two days later. They might be playing at home, but they'll play like the Suns or something and just yeah. shit the bed. And you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know what to believe anymore. And like, if you're, if you're as, if you invest so much in the team as we do and other fans, like it, it, your questioning of, of things goes beyond the Celtics. And you're like, what is, yeah. what is life? Like, what is going on? What is the universe? Um, and so, you know, we play the Kings tomorrow, and the Kings are um, by no means, um, you know, a crap team. Nah. They've been incredibly good. I mean, and the they're best fun season to watch.
1: In years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, a, it's the second game of back-to-back to, Back to us, for us, rather. Um, and the Kings uh you know, there's a draft pick situation there that I'm yeah. sure, you know, that they're, they've got their finger on the pulse with regards to. They're, they're going to come out hard. And um it's you know, it's gonna be another game where we're gonna to need to show that resiliency and adversity. And um I, I need to see that from this team in the second game to to really believe that any sort of switch flicking has uh has occurred.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 of the same opinion too. I was like I was I was so ready to, to pin it all on Baines being back is the reason that we're getting good. But obviously <laughs> yeah. he did play he played in the um the the Houston game um a few days back, so that kind of like, you know, nicks that one out. But you know, maybe Let's, let's let's give let's still give it to Baines a little bit here. Maybe he just needed that game to come back, feel himself out. And now that what we saw today was him exerting his influence you know, properly on this team. Mm-hmm. So if he can maintain that, and obviously the team, obviously, um, can do that again tomorrow. Look, it, obviously, I think we're at the point now where wins are very important. We need as many as we possibly can to try and get the seedings a little bit higher. I think it's probably, I wouldn't say set in stone, but I'd say we're very confidently... Going to be the fifth seed, and we're going to play whoever that fourth seed, be it Philadelphia or uh, Indiana, in the first round. But we don't get too far ahead of ourselves. I think you should still be winning as many games as possible, and if we can get like uh, a win streak together, similar to that of what Philly went on at the end of last season, albeit against bad teams, you know mm-hmm. that can just shoot us up the. That'll shoot us up the um up the seedings, and just the confidence, man. I think this team is going to live and die by the confidence that they have as a group. And, you know, you could probably say even Kyrie to a degree or Gordon Hayward. We'll get into that later. So, um, yeah, uh, this run is very, very important, not just to capitalize on the win we've just had, but just to get the wins up, just to get the wins in under our belt.
0: Yeah, and like this time last year, rem- remember that? Uh, I think, you know, we were, you know... We were doing a podcast, and, and I think Kyrie Irving had recently, the news had come out that he wasn't going to be playing for the mm. rest of the season. We'd already gone through the, the Hayward injury, and, and we had you know, our first look at really what we now call the hospital Celtics, and they went on that West Coast. It started with a win at home. In TD Garden versus OKC, you know, there's a terrible players-only uh, call that we uh, recounted oh, on it's, this very podcast. It's historically terrible, I remember it well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they went on a very similar West Coast road trip. They didn't play the Warriors, but they um, put together a whole bunch of wins. Um, I think uh, Jalen Brown came back through that through that uh, trip, and we played the Kings, and and it was that that trip that the guys had a way together that really galvanized the team and they sort mm. of found this chemistry that they took into a very successful, what ended up being a very successful playoff run. And, and now we find ourselves in a similar situation where we're facing adversity for completely different reasons. And, and we need this this time to bond and to gel to develop that momentum heading into the postseason, it's it's kind of a weirdly similar situation. So, very important. I, I I do want to get back to the the Warriors game very quickly because it was such an awesome game, and you know we would be remiss to not discuss it a little further. And um, on on the Celtics defense, like the the Celtics defense was rotating and like pulsating as this one singular organism. And I actually like throughout the whole game, I think I can count the amount of bad shots and blown assignments defensively on one hand and there was a small stretch I think in the third where the warriors they got out on us in transition a couple of times uh, i think it was mostly Durant for the most part but Brad actually called a timely timeout yes. and put an end to it uh, <laughs> i couldn't believe it i was like oh we could really use a timeout here and then it was like boop, timeout I was yeah. like, what <laughs> like Brad Stevens actually did that um and yeah i mean the, the defense was just locked in all game they had that intensity all game the the sort of stuff that we've been begging this team to do all year, and finally they did it for a full forty eight minutes. It was incredible and refreshing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you get, you're gonna need that, you know, again in these big against these big teams and in these big games, which we're you know obviously about to enter into. So if if this is if this is like the 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 maximum version of what we can expect in the Celtics in the postseason, then that's fantastic because I think that is obviously a thirty three point win against the defending champions. Yeah, that's going to do it, but even if we can just hit like 80%, 75% or thereabouts of this performance that we hit tonight, I'm going to be very confident, like whoever we play, regardless of whether on the road or at home, so Mm. yeah, more of this please.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I'm just looking at the stats now, the Celtics shot 51% from the field um, through the whole game, obviously, the Warriors shot 40%, which isn't terrible, but but, um, I mean, for a team like the Warriors, obviously they were missing Clay Thompson. And, you know, going back to your previous question, Jackson, that was another thing that gave me some confidence heading into this game because it just sort of screws up their offense a little bit when they just don't have, like, one of the best three-point shooters of all time to <laughs> to, to stretch the floor for their offense. Yeah, um, that's
1: funny because that's the difference between someone like the Celtics. Like, if we had probably one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time and we threw him into a situation into our team, the thing would probably fall apart, whereas there they take out, like, a key piece of the puzzle and it, and it goes apart. Whereas we added it and it seems to go wrong. Like, obviously that's not (laughs) how we operate all, all season round, but it feels like that's the narrative that we, we add something in and it should be great. and It doesn't. Whereas they took out a piece that, should provide for them and it did. I'm fucking this up <laughs> no I know I, I know exactly what you're saying yeah. we we, we um... take good player out bad for the Warriors put good player in for us bad for us what is that about I don't know
0: yeah it's a thing it's a real real thing and you know it's, uh, as you've just demonstrated difficult to quantify difficult to explain we're but difficult it's, it's
1: to quantiti- quantify <laughs> sort of team at the moment aren't we? Yeah.
0: <laughs> absolutely but uh look we're celebrating today that's that's what this I was so I was so happy I um just like side note was not looking forward to doing another sort of dreadful podcast where mm. it kind of becomes a bit of a chore and like you know our listener numbers go down when when we lose games because you know can't blame yeah, people like, you don't want to listen to people talk about this team that is like grossly underperforming so very happy to be able to catch up tonight and just like talk about epic epic win basking in some glory for once speaking of glory speaking of epic um Gordon Hayward mm-hmm. Gordon beautiful. Beautiful, handsome, perfect, square jaw, hair, hair. Gordon, Gordon Haywood. Couldn't, couldn't say enough good things about him at hey, this hey, point.
1: Hey, hey, hey. we leaving out an important piece of this, of this here. Black-eyed <laughs> Gordon Hayward, I
0: think. Uh, yeah. So speculation that uh, Robin, his wife, Robin, had uh, just sick of his uh, his gaming at that point and had had enough. <laughs> is that, and, is that uh, the theory? Is that his wife? Sucked him? him, sucked him in the old <laughs> eye. I was like, okay. Gordon, mate. Get off, get off the computer." Yeah come and spend some time with your family or maybe get in the gym and uh, learn how to shoot again and uh you know i guess he did both of those things and uh the black eye game i don't know some people are calling it that incredible i'm just looking at his stats here where are they uh gordon hayward 12 for 16 from the field for 75 percent four of six from three uh made all these free throws all two of them uh Game high, plus 32, 30 points, four assists, seven rebounds, couple of steals, just an incredible all-round game. Like, he was money from the get-go. He was getting to the line. Uh, his playmaking, like, just... <sighs> so, it's so good. Like, it's so good to see that. Yeah, especially against the Warriors,
1: He's, he 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 still remains to me the, the biggest the biggest X factor, the biggest wild card that we have up our sleeve for the, for the remainder of this season. Because if we if we get again, like I was saying, live up to you know eighty percent, seventy five percent of that performance going forward, we're going to be fine. If Gordon Hayward, and we've said this so many times, so it feels like we're beating a dead horse here. But if he can just live up to some of this level on a consistent basis, then things are going to be sweet. Like if if we get this Gordon Hayward once every. 10 games or thereabouts, brilliant. But if we get something like this consistently going forward, then it, it, it's going to be a wrap as far as I'm concerned because we, you could see what he brings to the team. You could see him not only from a playmaking perspective, but his shooting as well. He shoots a lot of threes, and I think sooner or later they start to get out close to him, and he can take you off the dribble and he can get to the, to the basket. Obviously, that's been something that's been really lacking from his game, the uh, mental deficiencies or whatever you want to call it, anything uh-huh. residual left over from a, a devastating leg break applying um but he's just it looks like his game when he is on his game you can just see it it's all coming together and it's and there's i said before we went on this bad run that you can really feel some momentum building with gordon hayward the run that we had felt like it killed it but killed it for everyone to be fair yeah. but you just feel like in a situation like that we like we just saw against the defending champs on the road with our backs up against the wall if he can put out a performance like that in that scenario then uh, you know you, the confidence that confidence i have in him just grows every time he puts out performances like this.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and look, we didn't necessarily see anything from Gordy tonight that he hasn't already shown us. But like we haven't seen it since the Philly game, so it was really nice and like really really refreshing, I guess. Yeah. Um it, it's cool to see him revert to to Utah Hayward at times like when he shows his strength and and gets into the paint but I'm I'm still so in awe of how good of a playmaker he is like yeah. so so many times against the Warriors tonight he would bring the ball up right and his head is up like it's directly up um, excellent posture, by the way, adding to his very aesthetically pleasing, uh, just humanoid. Just an, as, just an aesthetically <laughs> pleasing human in every capacity, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's bringing the ball up and his head is he's up and he's looking straight ahead, but you can tell that he's, he's taking the entire court in through his peripheral vision. Yeah. And and like, I'm watching the game on TV through this bird's eye view and I can see everything. And yet on Like many occasions tonight, he would dish the ball and set someone up so perfectly that I, I just, with my complete vision of the court, just could not see. And he just has this like unique court vision, which is huge, right? And, uh, like better so, it's not reliant on any sort of like athleticism or physicality, definitely confidence though. So that's that's still a big thing. And that's what's brought that on more recently, but, um, Yeah, uh, a couple of notes from the post-game thread on Gordon Hayward while we're discussing him. So user Mode says they, referring to the commentary team, the players-only commentary team tonight, they were absolutely right about us going as far as Hayward takes us. He was supposed to be our second star before the injury, and the closest he can get to that, the more dangerous we'll be. We're 4-0 when he scores 20 or more points, and I doubt that it's a coincidence. And to add to that, user LightningFast31 says... Yo, that anonymous person on the Warriors who called Haywood a liability must feel so yes. stupid right now.
1: Yes, I said the same thing to you in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And
0: I was like, oh yeah, I completely forgot about that.
1: And it was I'll tell you who didn't forget about that, Gordon motherfucking Hayward. No, he... yeah. I hope he remembered it. I hope he actually had like a little um uh, snippet or quote on his, his locker room. He just looked at that <laughs> and like you know, fixed his hair. Not that he needs to fix it, but you know, just get got in the mode. I think the moment, the moment I, I remember that, the moment I, I thought about that anonymous warrior source was when he, um, he shot off the line, he picked off Durant pass and then took it in for a slam. Um, at that point I was like, yeah, this guy is not a liability on, on either end. Definitely no. not tonight anyway. So.
0: Yeah. It was really good to see great stat line, uh, great on the court aesthetic, just great, great all around goodness from, uh, from Gordon Haywood. So good to see, um, I think that Kyrie Irving had almost the perfect game for what his role like needs to be on this team. Yeah. So like there were some times where he asserted himself and kind of went a little uncle Drew, but for the most part I thought he had a near perfect like balance yeah. of of being himself and deferring to his teammates and that's that's consistent with these kinds of wins that we've had all season where I, I was going to say I haven't got his stat line, but it's right here. I just, I'm lazy. I'm not looking at it. So, 19 points, 11 assists, 5 rebounds. So, like, not really a typical Kyrie Irving stat line. Um, it, it shows that he's scoring when he needs to, and he was it was fairly efficient, shooting just under 50%. Um, but passing quite well, crashing the boards well for a point guard, and, like, he's, he's not putting up, like first team all nba numbers right but he's putting up exactly what it needs to do for this team to be successful and that's really good
1: to see yeah there have been a few games lately where we've seen five six guys of the team all in double figures and like there's no one standout score obviously take gordon hayward out of the equation with 30 but you know you would that's something you want to see you know <laughs> even if it's at the expense of the team almost to a degree you want gordon going but um i feel i feel as if going forward A lot was made about Kyrie Irving's ego and where his head's at and all his demeanour and everything like that. It came across a very me, me, me. And I've certainly thought he was, you know, his ego was kind of getting a little bit out of control just through the things you hear through the media. So can you believe that? Anyway, I feel the performance we saw tonight was him kind of, the the word leader is such a a loaded term, particularly when it's about Kyrie Irving, but I felt like he was leading just in the most appropriate and team-conscious way possible. You're right. He, there were moments where he was, you know, asserting himself. There was like his heat check three, I think, when we were up like nine nothing that he took from almost halfway and he missed it. But I'm, I'm cool with him taking those kind of shots because when he does hit you with those, it's a real almost knockout blow. And if he yep. can get going from there, then he's going to he's going to torture you all night. But the, the, the restraint that he showed to, to kind of prioritize playmaking which I feel like he has been doing for the majority of the season. To, to be to be perfectly honest with you, I think he's he's got to be averaging a career high in assists this season. I oh, he per- is. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah, and, totally. And, is. and that can, and you can totally see that you know just just by looking at him from game to game. So if, if if this is the Kyrie that we're going to see for the majority of the season and the postseason going forward, and how that relates to the rest of the team, that's brilliant. And knowing that he's got Uncle Drew in his back pocket when we need buckets and we're in a game seven or like an overtime scenario, and we just got to get points, then. To be able to rely on him in that capacity, but also rely on him as a playmaker and a facilitator throughout the, the majority of the game, throughout, then that's that's almost perfect. That's like exactly what we need from him. So I I just I pray, 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 pray that this is going to continue.
0: <laughs> yeah. So speaking purely from my own perspective, a, a lot has changed in my mind with regards to how I feel about Kyrie Irving over the last couple of days. Yeah. A, a few days ago. Um, I was very much like, I don't care if he leaves because I was kind of sick of all the drama and everything. Obviously, I feel a little bit different now. That's kind of the nature of the, the roller coaster of, of this uh, Celtics team. Um, what about you, Jackson? How are you feeling about Kyrie Eving at this point, given the game today?
1: Yeah, um, without, without rehashing all the, the postseason Anthony Davis free agency rumors and everything that we can go forward, I, I still, if, if, if you ask me right now, point blank, what do I want? I want him to stay. I was definitely of the mindset of I don't mind if he leaves because I'm sick of all of this negative attention and him yeah. saying just bizarre shit in the media that can get picked apart and it just you just feel kind of embarrassed and whatnot. But that's that's the dude that Kyrie Irving kind of is, and I think you have to take his his amazing level of skill with some of these weird you know uh, quotes that he can throw out from time to time. But you get the feeling as it gets closer to the postseason, he's not he, he's going to be less about talking to the media and, you know, explaining himself and justifying his actions and telling everyone what he's about. And he's going to be more just about just getting the game done. So, uh, yeah, I absolutely want him to stay. I absolutely still think he will stay. Um, But you're right. I I went through the same, the exact same uh, thought process as you did and probably a lot of other people, a lot of other Celtics fans because I I think this is all just a product of being in a team that's considered a contender. Like, we can all argue that we, we might not be based on this season alone and whatnot, but the fact of the matter is we have enough players in there that's good enough, I think, to at least make the finals, at least make the finals, mm-hmm. but you don't get this kind of scrutiny and you don't get, like, picked apart and just and crucified in the media if you're playing for someone like the, the Memphis Grizzlies or the Knicks or someone who's just over calves who are just Got irrelevant. It. Like, we're, we're in that echelon now where any mistake is, is scrutinized and any uh, success is, is kind of celebrated. There's almost like no in-between, so... We have to just ride that 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 roller coaster as, as far as it gets us, and Kyrie is is going to be front and center of it. So we just have to, I think we just have to accept that it's just going to be like that, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to get to some game notes very quickly. Um, not even actually, not even quickly. Let's let's really like let's think enjoy this. the it was, moment. Yeah, uh, yeah it, was a, it was a great game. So let's let's take goodness. our time here. Sure. Uh, the Bane's boogie biff. There was a, mm. a bit of biffo between old Bainesy and um and one Demarcus Cousins. Um Baines took a charge and and Boogie kinda like flexed over him, like stood over him and flexed a little bit, which was weird because was I felt foul. like Baines <laughs> Yeah. Well yeah, like Baines should be doing the flexing at that point. Like he like won the play. Um and then Tatum kinda brushed Boogie away and then like Demarcus Cousins, Boogie lost a little bit. And then, like, enter (laughs) Terry Terry Rozier. Yeah, just like steps in, like the little blue monster in Space Jam. Like, just steps in and just like (laughs) flexing on Boogie Cousins, and it was awesome. Like, it was we've talked about team chemistry all year, and like this was a really good thing for that. Like, that sort of lit a fire under. Um, I, I, I guess a flame that was already burning quite hot at that point, but um, yeah. it was just really cool to see. Plus, Bainesy in a, in any sort of fight, like he's not backing down from anyone. He doesn't need Terry Roger to step in, but um,
1: yeah, I, I don't know. It's
0: just a, it added to the already very entertaining experience. He
1: look, he looks a lot meaner now that he's got rid of his man bun, don't you reckon? Now he's just he got does. that bald head and that big fucking red beard. It's it's wonderful. My favorite part <laughs> of that whole, my favorite part of that whole sequence when he mentioned Terry Roger was when I think Terry Roger. Got in front of them and it kind of simmered down but you could see something had pissed Terry off and Baines I think came up and almost like hugged him from behind and it literally looked like like when my dad hugged me from behind when I was like six it's just so much bigger than him he literally like encompassed his whole <laughs> body and that was just a moment that I just I, I just I just laughed at it made me forget all about the, um, the, the things that came before it but I feel as if not to like throw more praise on Baines because I could do it all day but I feel like if you're going to have a guy in there who's going to take the charges and he's going to piss off the other team's big man whether it's DeMarcus Cousins, Joel Embiid, et cetera, et cetera. That's where the kind of the flashpoints can can come from in a way. And nothing galvanizes a team, particularly a team like the Boston Celtics, when there's a biff on. So I feel if if all the things that Baines does well, if one of those things is starting a bit of biff with another guy on the team that gets everyone in in an almost all-in brawl, just to unite the team, just that little bit more. I think that I think that's something that really can't be you know overlooked. It definitely, you definitely felt the team was a lot more together. Not throughout the whole uh, throughout the whole uh, game, sure, but like that was just a moment. Another confirmation that you just got the feeling that everyone was on the same page tonight. And I owe that to Bane's starting a bit of shit. I don't know about you, but
0: yeah, absolutely. And you know, um, you know, disclaimer: I'm not encouraging um, acts of violence or or, or anything I am. like that. But... I am fight everyone. But... <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> not
0: okay. Uh, um, that's all right. We're not governed by any sort of sort of media body ah. or anything, so we can kind of say whatever the fuck we want. But uh, look, you know, we, we haven't seen like acts of aggression like that on the court from anyone on this team for i like, I can't remember the last time we saw something like that. I'm no. sure it was this season at some point, but it's been too long.
1: And uh I, I remember I remember when Marcus Morris and Jalen Brown were fighting each other. Uh yeah, that, <laughs> but, that was probably but prior the prior to that I can't remember either. <laughs>
0: yeah. Misdirected aggression uh in that case, unfortunately. But you know, you were talking about Bainesy hugging Terry Rogier after that. Um so on on the team chemistry there, there, there was a couple of plays. So there was one play, I think it was in the third quarter. Kari hit a three in the corner, sort of falling back into the Celtics bench, and they all like Everyone on the Celtics bench kind of like embraced him, like hugged him when he made the shot, and Tatum gave him this like head head rub, head scratches as he ran back onto the court. Yeah, um, that was really cool to see, especially involving Kyrie, who like there's been some negative media coming out about his relationship with everyone on the team um, to to date. So that was really good. And then uh, shortly afterwards, Commissioner Gordon Gordon Hayward splashed an open three in the opposite corner. And like you could hear Marcus Smart like all hyped up and like kind of yelling bef- like while the shot was in the air before it went in, and then obviously it went in and like the bench were going wild and really good to see. And obviously Yabusele, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, nice little stat line for Yabu: <laughs> seven points, two rebounds, um, that's about it. A turnover plus three um, and an alley oop, but <laughs> yeah, and a sweet alley oop. <laughs> Uh, not the most finesse value, but anyway, he had a three and did his like bow and arrow dab, and like everyone on the bench did the same thing, um, which was just awesome to see. It was like it's basically the perfect experience all around, right? From a Celtics fan, you go into a Golden State, the defending champs, and you absolutely kick their asses, and you get everything. Like the cherry on the cake being. Yabucelli hitting a three and doing his Dabucelli bow and arrow celebration, yeah. like it was, it was just perfect.
1: If I, if I was going to be mega, mega selfish, I would have loved to have seen some Time Lord just come and like just, just completely block <laughs> one of the bench players just into another realm. But I will take, yeah. I will take a Yabu three and dab in the Oracle over any day. That's fine. <laughs> so, miscellaneous notes.
0: 22 Golden State Warriors turnovers versus Boston's 11 turnovers. Boston, 50 points in the paint versus Golden State's 38, which is pretty incredible considering they have DeMarcus Cousins in there. Didn't have a great game. Uh, Tatum, Jason Tatum made an incredible shot early in the game off of Kyrie. It was a great dish. And then Tatum kind of fumbled it a bit and went baseline and was definitely behind, like on a bad angle behind the backboard. And like faded away and Yeah. hit the shot. It was it was incredible. I can't believe he uh he made that shot. Um Jalen Brown had a sick throw down in the second quarter off a feed from Al Horford. Yeah. Like it was it was nasty. Um
1: and that was some good ball movement from the team all around leading up to that play too, wasn't it?
0: absolutely like it, it could have been a layup and it would have been a beautiful play but the fact that he threw it down so emphatically you know on the Warriors court you know against these guys who you know at this period of doubt for the Celtics it was just it was just like a, a beautiful thing yeah um they uh they showed a clip of of Caron Butler interviewing Jalen Brown during the game and Jalen was asked who do you think is the smartest Celtic <laughs> and like you could tell I think he said Al Horford but you could tell he was like bro it's yeah.
1: it's me bro <laughs> he's he, he's such a smart and humble dude though he knows that when you get asked who's the smartest person you don't say yourself or you just look like a toss like he's just he's got that awareness he's got that now so he's he's no there's no doubt in my mind he's he's the most intellectually gifted of everyone in the Celtics organization maybe maybe behind Brad but if we're talking about players yeah J- Jalen all the way man
0: I'm surprised he wasn't like what is smart? How do you define smart? Like, ask this, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> this so that's rhetorical what, that's question. That's what Kyrie would say, man. He would turn it into some, some, yeah. some
1: uh, philosophical fucking wax lyrical of whatever. I don't know. But... <laughs> uh,
0: speaking of smart, Marcus Smart had uh, maybe the Celtics team pass of the season. Oh, yeah. This sweet no-look behind-the-back pass to Gordon Hayward in the paint so so good that was as good as
1: that one was there was another one that he did very early in the third quarter where he had the ball just like past halfway and there was like three or four warriors standing at the top of the key and jason tatum just kind of like walked behind them and no one noticed and he literally just (laughs) you could see in his face he saw it was like oh (laughs) is that what we're gonna do and he just like lobbed it over the top to him to a dunk and it was (laughs) and, and that was like i think it was like 20 seconds into the third quarter and at that point i thought Shit, I think we might actually win this game, man. Eh? <laughs> because yeah. it was just done at that
0: point. <laughs> that was kind of while it was a high point, it was a a realization where you were like, ah, oh, okay, like we're, they're not really giving us their best tonight. Brad Stevens said it in his post game interview. Like that was that the Warriors would probably put that in their bucket of of clunkers of like shitty games this season. And yeah. you know, unfortunately, the Celtics have had more of those than the Warriors this year. But maybe you know, missing Clay Thompson and you know a few disappointing losses recently for the for the Warriors. Um but yeah, that um that Tatum play, I know what you're talking about. That probably was the, the sort of the exclamation point on that. Uh, a couple of a couple of final miscellaneous notes here. So Tatum absolutely erased a Durant mm, layup attempt. Yes. He Tatum and he'd copped a couple of blocks. I think one of them was from Draymond, maybe the other was from Durant yeah. earlier in the game. And then like it was kind of a whiteside Anthony Davis style block. Like he just palmed it out of Durant's hand. It was, it was like two-handed incredible.
1: as well, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. Uh and finally last miscellaneous note, um I missed Derebko. I missed Jonas Revko. Yeah. He <laughs> He was great. Like he he had that intensity that they the rest of the the warriors like didn't didn't really have, Yeah.
1: He's 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 got that he's got that Celtics kind of brand on him when you, when you see him, yeah, because he's just like obviously this like like middle of, middle of the bench rotation guy who just comes in and gives it your all, and he's a, he's a handy player too. He can hit shots. I think he, I think he won them the game against the the Jazz a few months ago. But anyway, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I second that opinion. Yeah, Jonas Grabko is the man, and I, yeah, I'd love to have him back anytime.
0: So user Red Five standing by. Sweet Star Wars reference wrote best Celtics podcast out there. Can't wait, referring to um, us. It was and it was us. You
1: sure? Definitely
0: us. Yeah, it was a response to me on the post game thread. Nice. And user <laughs> thanks, Ed Red, from Thanks Red
1: Five starting by. Thank
0: you. <laughs> user Ed from SC wrote, "We are the best basketball team ever assembled." Both statements to, to, were, like very factual. Today I agree with truth. you. Today I absolutely <laughs> back that one hundred percent. Yeah. I just thought I'd leave the the two facts at the end of this segment. As you do. All right, folks, we're going to take a very quick break and be back in a moment for the Reddit recap. All right, folks, welcome back. This is the Reddit Recap, and we're going to start by a post to Celtics Reddit by user FurbyBallFC. It's a tweet by Jay King, who wrote, Kyrie Irving said, recent chats with Stevens and Ainge helped him. The business part of starring in the NBA, quote, makes this terrible for me, quote, the basketball part is just I have to keep that fun. That's where I'm great. That's where I love to play, be around my teammates. It's a nice quote, isn't it? I think so. Given, like, uh, relative to everything that we've we've heard quote wise from Kyrie Irving so far this year, it's just a uh, it's like a nice, nice, pleasant statement from uh, Kyrie Irving.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I like the part where he says this uh, makes this terrible for me. Like, I like the fact that he's acknowledging um, uh, maybe why his demeanor's been so uh, standoffish, I guess, time to time. So to, to have that kind of admission and to like, but it also for him to say why, but also have it be believable. If that makes sense, I could definitely say Kyrie Irving could say, "Oh, this is wrong, and it's, it's fucking up my cheat or whatever." It's like, ah, okay, yeah, it's not a real reason, but yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. And, and yeah, speaking with Ainge and um and Stevens about that kind of stuff is um it's it's good to know that that stuff's going on behind the behind the scenes.
0: Yeah. So in a similar vein, posted by user Brad Stevens, another J King tweet: Kyrie Irving quote, "That long plane ride helped us out." I'll just say that. Uh we we kind of referred to this earlier um and I had kind of hoped that like being stuck on a uh beautifully elegant and comfortable private jet together might might galvanize the team. I think that's the fourth time I've used the word galvanize in this podcast. Uh fifth now. There's a
1: there's the episode title <laughs> Find galvanize. a find a way to shoehorn one of the players in there and make it sound like that. And we'll be right, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean that's
0: you know we talked about this time last year and maybe there's a bit of a theme there when you, you get get the boys together, get on a plane, take a trip across the country, and uh, you know yeah. you you form some
1: sort of bond. It's nice. I wonder if they got drunk and spoke about their feelings, but not in like <laughs> not in like a team meeting. Aggressive. I'm all sweaty and I'm going to point you out and I'm going to point in your face and like tell you what you did wrong there. But what if they like all just like we got real, like got real, like intimate, and like everything was quiet, and they were just talking about things they wanted to do, and that's how I like to picture it going down. Almost not not homoerotic, but you know, just just straddling <laughs> straddling that <laughs> that realm where they're all just out, where they saw their feelings out in yeah. the open. It's really nice. That's what I like to think happened.
0: Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with that. Of course um, not. No. Uh, I if Kyrie Irving. I feel like it. it, it you know, booze. I, I like a beer, but Kyrie Irving. If he if, if he's gonna have that sort of connective experience with the team members, I feel like maybe they sat around in a circle and maybe um like maybe he like doled out some magic mushrooms. <laughs> That's uh true it could <laughs> like, <be> like, right? <laughs> had this like true like sort of out of body experience with the team where they all like went somewhere yeah. together. They
1: all need, uh, if, if this season's a failure, they all need to go to like South America in the off season, do some ayahuasca and come back and they can all just have <laughs> yeah. like that
0: third eye. Yep. Thing, so. <laughs> 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 yeah. See like a spiritual Sherpa. Uh, <laughs> user VZenu, hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, wrote the Celtics improved to, so sorry, sorry, sorry. This is a tweet from at Celtic stats and they write the Celtics improved to 4-0 this season when Hayward reaches the 20 point mark. Um, which it goes back to uh, it was someone's comment that we read out before where like, it's sort of our, um. The capacity for success for the postseason is really dependent on on like what kind of Gordon Haywood we get, um, yeah. which seems obvious, but uh, it was certainly nice tonight, and uh, hopefully it's something that we see more of more of rather as we um we head into the postseason. Yeah,
1: and I don't think like twenty. It's not like he just gets twenty points kind of like given to him in a blowout too. I feel like all those every time he scores a point because he's working for it. Or obviously his shots falling, but you feel like he asserts himself properly. So you know when 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 Gordon Haywood asserts himself. We win game. I think that's probably or we're four and oh rather, I should say.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so look, a bit of a pivot here, but uh Joe, aka no scroats McFly has uh just sent us a message saying, guys, like I've got some shit to say. Um, give me a call, let me jump on this podcast. So we're gonna take another very short break and be back in a moment with Joe. All right, folks, we're back. We've got Joe on the line. Jackson has uh, gone off to Farrah Pastures, but Joe's here to give us the rundown on uh, his experience from the Warriors game today and whatever else. Uh, Joe, how's it going?
2: It's, it's good. It's good. I was sort of wondering um, whether, you know, whether before that break, you'd done the whole, like, Andrew Hahn thing, you know, where he goes like, <laughs> um, so, so Brian, we have to take a, take a break on some platforms, but can you tell us about the time... That, that All-Star trying to take a boa constrictor on a private charter. <laughs> and then it
0: fades out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those I guys are pros, man. Th- those guys are total pros. <laughs> we're, not, we're not quite there yet, but uh, we'll
2: get there. Yeah. What's going um, on? Uh, well, I mean, I'm happy, right? Because my expectations, as discussed with you, um, with you guys kind of uh, throughout the week, my expectations for this team have, um, I think, settled, right? And they've settled around um, the most likely two events being like, I think I said this morning, like 40% chance that we're knocked out of the first round, 45% chance that we're knocked out in the second round, you know, so sort of some slight possibilities of advancing further. And, and, and you, you can hope for more, right? You, you just, you know, you're always hoping. You've always, you can always hope because we've got games to play. And tonight's a good example, right? We played awesome and I enjoyed it because the team exceeded my expectations, right? So, um, so I guess where I'm at is this win doesn't increase my expectations for the team. And it doesn't increase my hopes because my hopes are still the same. But Flip, it was enjoyable, you know, just, a. Uh, um, Clearly, there was a different spirit about the team, and that's great. I you just wanna you wanna cheer for a, a team that seems like it's got a good spirit about it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: I feel like I've asked you this question two or three times throughout the season, Joe. But like, given the stretch of games we've got left, is there any course of action this team could take to um, to recalibrate your expectations, or, or are you you completely settled on your current? Set of expectations from
2: this point onwards. Because it was like, a pretty good start. It was a pretty good start, but it is just one game, you know. Um, and you know, we've got currently what were we prior to this game? We were what 38, 30, were we thirty eight and twenty six. We're like twelve over five hundred, something like that. I've we were shit. we <laughs> recently record. very I shit. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, not that good. Not that good. You know, like if we if we rip off ten straight. You know, now over a very tough stretch of the season. You know, mm. then I'll then I might like sort of shift them up a little bit. But this is the kind of the point of the season where you start to have feel like you, you know your your feel for team starts to get really quite well developed, and there's sort of enough time left in the season that um, there's less left to chance. Like I expect that the Celtics they might have a they might have a good stretch here, and then they might have another bad one. You know, like. Um, It'd be great Like we can hope for them To win 10 games Like that's You know That's fine um, But it's just a hope It's not It's not a real expectation So yeah So I think I think my expectations For the team Are, are reasonably settled um, Unless they did something Insane over the last 20 games of the season You know To show that You know They're different But yeah I'm, I'm cool with that And um, I'm get means I'm Get to enjoy this win And if we turn around And blow it against The Lakers Um well, that's disappointing, but oh well.
0: <laughs> that will be very disappointing. That game is on my birthday this Sunday, and I've told oh, wow. my wife and everyone I know, leave me alone. It's an <laughs> absolute blessing that the Celtics play the Lakers on my birthday. Yeah, I'll be wow. left alone. Thank you very much. I'll be watching this game with a beer and enjoying myself. And if the Celtics lose that game, um, well, then it's just another another birthday ruined, <laughs> really. <laughs> 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 but hey, I'm a happy guy, so it'll, it'll be fine. Um so we've talked about, um, just getting back to what you were saying, Joe, Like we have sort of talked about we know what this team is, right? In that like they're sometimes, this is putting it very simply, but they're sometimes very bad and they're sometimes very good and they <laughs> seem to sort of err on the side of being very bad for the most part due to a lack of effort, right? But mm. I, I feel like a slightly more advanced take on it is that we know what this team is and what they're capable of when they're playing to their full potential and we know what this team is and what they're not capable of when they are not right and today was a really good example of them playing to their fullest potential like they played one of their best games of the season i know the warriors were missing clay thompson and and maybe they had their own sort of interior bed shitting in this game but for the most part the celtics put down one of the best performances of the year Um, And there's been a lot of really positive sort of stuff coming out of the media, quotes of Kyrie Irving and um, the team being galvanized on their flight over from Boston to the West Coast. Very promising sort of stuff coming out of of player interviews. I I guess what I'm getting at is, like, this team knows what it is to be good. And is, is it that far out of the realm of possibility to think that like, there's still enough time for them to learn how to, to be that. Like, they know what it is to learn to be that consistently in time for the playoffs. Do you know what I'm getting at?
2: I, I think it's totally reasonable as a fan to hope for that and see a possibility of that, even if it's remote, mm-hmm. right? So I guess maybe my feeling on us is I feel like there's like maybe like a 3% chance we get to the finals, you know? Um, something like that. You know, like, I mean, I, the the numbers are plucked out of thin air, but like it's sure. unlikely. It's unlikely, but not impossible. So, as a fan, of course, you want like you you you're gonna hope that that happens. Um, I still think though, like, don't get like don't get sucked in in terms of raising your expectations for the team. Like, Kyrie is mercurial. If anything, like, we will, we we we've, we've seen the ups, we've seen the downs. The downs are coming back. You know, that they'll be there. They'll be there again, you know. And, um, you know, I'd love for the era of good feelings to continue forever. But, but I'm not willing to, to – I'm not really um, willing to think that this is like some magic turn-the-corner thing for the team. Although the fan in me hopes it is, you know. Um, I just – I don't expe- – my, my expectations haven't changed. What I would say about you, – you said the difference between the team playing poorly and playing well. Is, is effort, right? Um, and that's true. But there's two kind of versions, right? There's the team realizes it's struggling, right? And then it goes into, you know, one everyone tries to win it themselves. That's pretty common. And then there's another kind of thing that can happen, which we saw in the comeback against the Rockets, which is we just We just go balls out playing defense, and we start forcing turnovers, and we start getting easy buckets, and we start getting easy buckets, we start relaxing, we start relaxing, the shots start going in, we're still playing defense, the run happens. What I want to see from the team is when the run against us happens, I want our reflex to stop being that, um, hey, I need to go find a bucket myself. Because that's what happens, right? We all feel tight, and then Rosier's often in the game when this happens. So Rosier wants to force the, the force the shot. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to see our reflex be when times are tough. We go back to like I'll, frenetic, almost pressing defense. Um, I feel like that's the best version of us. You can't operate that way the whole game, but you can operate that way when you feel, you know, like your backs are up against the wall. And I guess that's the definition of an identity. You know, that's an identity that is maybe under there. So um, that's what I'd like to see. If I see that start to consistently happen, you know, when we're, when we're in, a, in the, to, to arrest the slides in games, then I'll be thinking mm-hmm. we're, we're a different team. In
0: yeah, it's, it's interesting you say that um, about the Rockets game. I was watching all the post-game interviews on YouTube a couple of hours back and, and Gordon Hayward said in his post-game interview that like even though that the team lost in Houston they felt like they found something there in the second half of, of that loss so yeah. it's sort of consistent with what you're saying when they relax a little bit and, and and play that 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 level of defense then um that that seems to be the formula for success so it, again it's like
2: aggressive aggressive defense right it's not yeah. it's not just like hey they're covering they take the game to the other team while playing defense that's the best version of this team, I think. And um, Brown seems to really thrive when we get in that mode, particularly. Is that
0: Yeah, again? <laughs> absolutely. He's been fantastic. So what else, Joe? Like, I, I've talked enough during this, this podcast. So, what, else, what, else, what else is on your mind after this win?
2: Well, what's on my mind is, um, I, I, you know, I think most of us would agree that Tatum's a better prospect than Brown. But I am sort of starting to figure out what it is that I love about Brown and um, that I think he has that Tatum doesn't. And one thing he has that Tatum doesn't is he has an instinct to get to the hole. Like that's – he puts – I feel like Jalen never lets the defense off lightly. You know, Um, he, he might turn it over. (laughs) <laughs> he might do something, he might do like that layup he had. A good example, right, was that push he had in transition, and he kind of, he didn't throw up a bad shot, but he, he threw up a shot that missed, but I loved it because he puts pressure on on their defense in a way that Tatum sometimes doesn't. Um, yeah, so that's something that's a positive trait in Jalen. That's going to, you know, that's not going anywhere. Um just like I think probably his free throw shooting difficulties aren't probably going <laughs> anywhere either, um, although he's been a little better of late. Um, so that's that's probably another key thing that's been on my mind. That's that's a point of distinction between those two guys, and that's a really, for our team right now, I almost feel like we need Jalen more than we need Jason, um, almost. Just Jalen provides a different feel than Jason. Jalen is more aggressive, eh?
0: Yeah, I, I agree, and not to bring up, like, not to, I guess, continue to be the dead horse, but I, I've kind of, like, reconciled with the idea of, you know, if it does happen, if it does go that way, losing Tatum in a potential AD trade and, and keeping keeping Brown, like, the pairing of those guys, um, you know, Brown and, and, and Kyrie and... and um, and AD it kind of makes it worthwhile to move on from Tatum as much as I like have this fanboy crush on on Tatum because of his like silky smooth skill set
2: what's cool about what's happening for Brown for Brown right now is that like we're starting to get a picture of the type of player he is you know like um, you know he is a guy who when he gets a rebound he's allowed to push it in transition that's something that he's allowed to do and it's something we can expect from him um and um i think this is this is for me the biggest argument for keeping him on the bench right is it's not that he doesn't deserve to start he does he's clearly one of our five best players right now but um i just like what the definition of his role seems to have done for him as a player um and it gives him something really to build on like because he can keep doing that you know for this team with a stacked like if this team's stacked right and it's got Ad Kyrie Horford Hayward, you know he can still play that role. All
0: right, Joe. So we've got the Kings coming up tomorrow, the Lakers on Sunday, and the Clippers shortly after. I mean, there's a slight chance that we go four and zero on this on this road trip. I don't want to jinx things, but um, you know it's it's hard not to feel good after such a good winning. It's the Warriors' um, predictions for the rest of the road trip. Obviously, the Kings tomorrow pose
2: a bit of a challenge. And so sort of, how, how are you feeling about the upcoming games, Joe? It would be sweet to um, send the Lakers... I mean, uh, the Lakers are done. Uh, we've had this discussion. I think it's... Um, I agree with that post on Celtics Reddit pod Twitter. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, I think they're cooked. Um, I think it's actually impossible for them to to, to get there now. Um, so we're actually kind of, funnily enough, at the point where we want the Lakers to start winning as much as possible. <laughs> because... Um, because they you know, they're really they they could really um they could really make a run at you know at a mid mid first rounder here you know so uh, I think we need to be a little wary of that because um, there's just so many of those teams that are around the thirty one mark that could potentially overtake them for once so we've got to watch that um but no, let's kick their ass um <laughs> yeah uh, every game feels okay it's just that and the cumulative effect right it's just really unlikely that we'll win the lot
0: cool all right that's gonna do it for this episode of the celtics reddit podcast thanks as always for listening the celtics are back tomorrow like we said possibly today by the time you're listening to this but that's fine we'll be back in uh, a week or so who knows thanks again to jackson who joined us earlier and of course joe uh thanks mate enjoy the rest of your week well it's a good one it's a good one
2: sleep well tonight celtics nation
0: I will definitely be sleeping well. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. All right. Enjoy this win, folks. It was a good one. We'll see you guys soon. Peace.